good defenders, and welcome to episode 171 of the most LAFC podcast on earth, making a special appearance in Carson today. This is Defenders of the Bank, and you know my voice, I am the scarf, J.R. Liebert, and we are recording live from the heart of Screenland, Culver City, California, on a beautiful, nice and relatively cool now, Sunday, October 3rd, just after 11 p.m., and sitting directly in front of me at this point, the way that I am currently seated, my my legs are, are facing him, and that's, well, I'm not going to get into any more detail, but I had to turn kind of awkwardly to, to face him here. Uh, you know him as Philly Christian Philemon. I'd really like to know why your legs are pointing in my direction. Look, Why any part of you other than your eyes are pointing in my direction. I am feeling rather awkward. Well, the the way that the mic is set up, I kind of have to turn. I'm a a little spread eagle here right now, which is kind of fun for everybody out there. This isn't helping your cause. Not helping my cause. Uh, Or our cause. Or any of the causes of the listeners, the millions. And millions. My, My early apologies to all of you. Uh, Scott's being I'm, awkward, and the funny thing is he's got an entire <laughs> glass of scotch in front of him, and he hasn't even taken a sip. I'm, What's funny is in between his laptop, sure. he's got scotch on one end, multi-green Cheerios on the other. <laughs> if you ever Fascinating needed, display if of... If you uh, ever needed to know whether or not I'm an old man, that pretty much settles it right there. Multi-green Cheerios, for those of you playing the home version, multi-green Cheerios, my favorite cereal on the planet, other than... Basic four. That's right. Basic four cereal. Break out your Ovaltine, old man. I'm telling you, I love old people cereal. Don't judge me too harshly. I was thinking you'd do something like, I don't know, Frankenberry or Count (laughs) Chocula. Personally, I I like those. Or the best one yet, Cookie Crisp. Dude, Cookie Crisp is like, here's the crazy part about Cookie Crisp. If you guys have ever seen the back of the boxes and read all the labels and everything, Cookie Crisp is, like, no less healthy for you than, like, Raisin Bran out there. So be careful if you think you're you're eating healthy by having Raisin Bran or you're just going, you know, all crazy having Cookie Crisp. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way you're thinking about being healthy eating Cookie Crisp. I, I absolutely love cereal, you guys. My, my fantasy football name, team name, has been Cereal for Dinner for the last, like, 12, 13 years. I, I love cereal more than anything. Basic four and multi-grain cheers. I grew up, lots of Frosted Flakes. Corn pops, apple jacks. Uh, You know, fun story about the original voice for Tony the Tiger. He was also the guy who sings this song from The Grinch. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. No kidding. Same guy. Well, I blew people's minds with Barry Manilow singing the State Farm Jingle. And now, now the Tony the Tiger voice is The Grinch. Yeah, I believe Thurl Ravenscroft is his name. You're as cuddly as a cactus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're as charming as an eel. Mr. Grinch. So he's also one of the three talking ghosts, the the tombstones in the Haunted Mansion ride, by the way, too. Get the truck out of here. Yep, he's... uh, Thurl Ravenscroft, a big deal. One last Thurl Ravenscroft fact, by the way. Wow. When the original animated Grinch came out, they forgot to include Thurl Ravenscroft in the credits. So they had to issue this whole yeah, big, big apology no-no. back in the day. And now if you have the, the DVD, it's, uh, it's definitely, he's in there on the credits. Folks, you, you, Ravenscroft. Don't, you don't get this kind of knowledge or banter on any other podcast. <laughs> and we, did, we actually didn't play on this one No, I just, looked at it, I just looked at him and it's just so funny. He's drinking scotch and he's right next to multi-grain Cheerios. <laughs> 
Thorough Ravenscroft. Well, we're everybody. trying to have fun. Man. We are this because you know today's result a little frustrating. Uh, the uh, the, the fights upon fights upon fights after the match also. Good a lord. But you know what? WrestleMania said, at the digs today. Let's back up for a second. No, that's coming to SoFi. Yeah, 2022, Sometime baby. Uh, let's, let's back up a little bit. Look, if I am going to toot my own horn here, I've already talked to you Excuse about you. how I was sitting awkwardly spread eagle here facing Philly. <laughs> Speaking of things that I what had to awkwardly hell, watch, I watched a lot of mostly naked men yesterday. What? My girlfriend... Oh, the, the, please continue the story rather rapidly. Yes. Uh, for our anniversary, which is today, <laughs> Sunday, October 3rd. Don't Fro- worry, it gets folks, better. These, these cats are weird. She took me to sumo wrestling. That's dope. Can I tell you how cool it was? I've Look, it's been on my bucket list for quite some time. Usually, the United States Open Sumo Wrestling Championships are held down in Long Beach at the Pyramid. There's like four or 5,000 people. I've never been able to go. We go to our buddy's place, Harajuku Tap Room in Culver City, and when we're there, they always have sumo on, and I am mesmerized by it. I think it is one of the coolest things ever, and I have always wanted to go, well, for our anniversary, the sumo U.S. Sumo Open Sumo Wrestling Sumo Championships were yesterday, Saturday, October 2nd, and look, Nina got me us, I should say, front row seats. It was incredible. I, I went to say hi to a couple of the sumo wrestlers somewhere in between. This man named Simeon, and I'm not kidding, he is six foot seven, five hundred and twelve pounds. When he went to like shake my hand, he decided, you know what, I'm pulling this guy in for a hug. I've never felt enveloped by any human in my entire life than I was. Was it like being in a forest with Heather Locklear and you were very (laughs) warm? I was very warm. I will tell you that. I was very warm. He had already wrestled several matches. So let me tell you. Mm. Ah, I guess you just needed to uh, know what an athlete's body really looks like. Goodness. I saw all of it. That was a lot. We watched a man literally get dropped on his head and a 61-year-old white man with a beard Named Jack earned the nickname Santa Sumo. He did not win any of his four matches, by the way. But it was an incredible, fun little weekend. We also had some really good Thai food after. But I saw sumo wrestling, man. I loved it. That's pretty darn cool. I mean, I've seen a lot of things live and in person, but never sumo wrestling. And I was always intrigued by it, mainly because, again, my love for professional wrestling. And, of course, we talk about professional wrestling. We will bring up the character of... Yokozuna. Right. Well, Yokozuna wasn't exactly Japanese. Yokozuna was Samoan. In fact, he was related to The Rock uh, and a couple other wrestlers. But, man, the sumo stuff must have been fun. Scarf, the concessions. Yeah. What do they sell to eat and drink at a sumo contest? I mean, look, I don't want to be stereotypical, but they sold bento boxes, sake, and Sapporo. Dude, really? That was all they sold. You had me at sake. Right? That was all they sold. And I do want to mention one other person, Philly, that I thought you would think would be really cool. His name is Makini Manu. He is from New Zealand. Used to play for the Chargers. Also played in the XFL. And also... Wait, the new or the old rendition? The new rendition. Okay, so not the He Hate Me Now rendition. No, but also Philly dabbled, spent a little time in WWE as well. This guy, Makini Manu, I'm telling you, you look him up, he, he, they probably, I actually don't know what he did as, as a wrestler, but I'm assuming they just lined him up and did the whole generic Samoan wrestler thing like they do with everybody who's since followed The Rock. But yeah, Makini 
Manu. And I love, though, he's Samoan and Maori, and he's all these cool things, man. IFL, AAF, CFL, XFL, NFL. But the first three things he has is father, husband, and then pro athlete. Really, really cool. Oh, I respect that. Really good guy. Uh, So, Makini. Which means he loves his kid more than his wife. Well, I mean, or both. He just has to pick an order for them. But either way, that that was kind of cool. His website, I believe, is manu verse.com. But as I go there, Nothing. There we go. Oh, yeah, he's got... He's, what is this? <laughs> the GoDaddy domain it's name is a party is and event services company that apparently he runs. That's awesome. I just... I don't know. McKinney so what, Manu. you mean he's not making seven figures as a sumo guy? He is not. I mean, he is definitely not making seven well, figures. Scratch but, that off my to-do list. But he was having as much fun as anybody else. There, You had a bit of a fun sports day today before the LAFC match. You got to go see Matthew Stafford um, lose his first game at SoFi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the result was what it was. But I woke up early, watched some football, and then we drove out to SoFi. And I got to tell you, if you don't have a parking pass, (laughs) going to SoFi, I mean, getting to SoFi is fine. You could do that via an Uber. But leaving SoFi is a nightmare. It's a nightmare if you try to Uber. But, yes, we did go. So Panda and I, as you know, we have season tickets for the Rams. We are part of the Ramily. And at this point, I am part owner of SoFi Stadium <laughs> with the amount of money I spent. I love uh, that I said that to you a couple weeks ago, and you hated the term Ramily. And now you have happily embraced it. Yeah, well, you know, the Ramily, the Rampede, whatever the case may be. Hell, I think my, uh, my fantasy football name is Ram Jam. There you go. Thanks for, uh, you know, uh, Randy the Ram from the movie The Wrestler. Shout out to our good buddy, Mickey Rourke. We know you're a big fan of the pod. Thank you for listening to us, Mickey Roy. Hey, look at that. Hey, look at that. I'm stealing scarf lines. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a cool day, man. Like, going to SoFi, look, again, if you are not a fan of the pigskin, either way, I would highly recommend going to that stadium. That stadium, it, it's, it, it's really unbelievable. I've seen so many arenas in so many different parts of the world. SoFi Stadium is a gem. The architecture is incredible. The levels are incredible. It's like looking at a Zoom background. Now, (laughs) unfortunately, for the Rams, you said it, they suffered their first defeat at the hands of Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. But it was still a good game. It was fun. When uh, One of my favorite parts of the day is, you know, they'll put the celebrities on the uh, cam, and they had it on the really big Oculus thing, and there's Snoop, and everybody's losing their mind over Snoop. But, like, after Snoop... Snoop got on, <laughs> hanging like right next to him, Dr. Dre comes up. And of course, everybody <laughs> lost their mind. And, right. I mean, that was, uh, that, that was pretty neat. But yeah, SoFi was great. And then we left at the uh, beginning of the fourth quarter. The Rams at this point were getting their butts kicked. And we figured let's beat the traffic as best as we could because there's no way I would want to miss kickoff at the digs. And we happened to make it there with about 20 minutes to spare. Once again, we had a parking pass, which I got to say is... As good as gold at sporting events in L.A. Right. But what a great day. We did the Rams in the morning. We did LAFC Galaxy in the evening. And here we are at 11.18 on Sunday night, October the 3rd, recording a podcast. Now, if only I got paid to do all this, life would be amazing. <laughs> I was say, you also only got to watch Johnny Hecker punt a ball once, which is a little disappointing. Anytime I see him, I think of you. Yay. And if there's anything that I would buy you in order to stop you from quoting what you like to quote on every pod, it would be a Johnny Hecker jersey. I need to do that. In fact, you know what? I'm sure Punk and I could maybe like chip in and agree on this. <laughs> if we buy you a Johnny Hecker jersey, the compromise is no more mentions of, well, the Lord Voldemort of the NFL. All right. Well, since I can't mention him after I get the jersey, he did beat his old team today, 19-17. to 17. Good so, game. That was It was a great game. We, we watched the... 
here's the kind of Philly. Let's 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 peel back the curtain a little bit here. Let's let the millions and millions of our listeners twelve minutes, and we haven't even on, talked about anything pertinent on the diet that you have decided oh, to go on. I God. didn't know it was a twenty four hour thing. I've heard a lot of other twenty four hour fad diets here. You know, we're just twenty minutes or so away from Hollywood. You're a lot of crazy diets, Philly. You've been on one. I didn't think uh, I had ever heard of before, and we got to end our night. At Shakey's Pizza, finishing out your 24-hour pizza diet. That was fun. Dude, it was stupid. So Amanda had work yesterday, <laughs> and as a result of that, and then she went out to, uh, with her coworkers because they had an, an event. So I was by myself. It was me and Schmitty. And I love hanging out with Schmitty because it's, it's, it's not as quiet as you would think it is. Like, Schmitty and I, we have conversations, and we hang out. We'll go outside. We'll, we'll chill. We'll sunbathe together. I love Schmitty. For those of you who are listening to this for the first time, Schmitty is my Siamese cat. What are you singing? All by myself. All by myself. There it is. Yes. But no, go on. Feel free. But Panda wasn't around. And so when Panda's not around, there are two things that I end up ordering. Uh, sushi. Because Panda doesn't like sushi. She's from the state of Indiana where it's landlocked. I would not, not trust their sushi. <laughs> and the other, pizza with mushrooms and olives. Gross. Nom, nom, olives. Nom, 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 nom. So I ordered myself a pizza pie and a sandwich from Giamella's in Burbank. Oh, it's the closest thing to like New York I can taste. And, uh, you know, I had, a, I had about half a pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> all to myself throughout the course of solid. the day. It, solid. It was solid. And then I woke up this morning, had a, had a cup of coffee, and, well, we were running out of time before we had to, like, leave to get to the Rams game, so I thought, well, shit. I mean, poop. Whoops, I swore. <laughs> all right, so we might have to throw an expletive on this. But I had two slices of pizza for the morning, and I thought, okay, this, this is great. And then we got to SoFi, and... I don't know, for those of you who know Franco, Franco used to work for LAFC. He Love was an account guy. executive. Franco is a dynamite guy. Franco now works at SoFi, so he covers the Rams and he covers the Chargers. So he bumped into Amanda and I down in the club level, and um, he asked. He's like, hey, you guys want me to get you anything, like any food? And, you know, who are we to say no? Sure, yeah, we'll take some. <laughs> it was pizza. So, <laughs> so we had pizza. All right, no worries. It, it, it was what it was. And then... What ended up happening was we went to the LAFC Galaxy game. And I wasn't really a big fan of all the food options they had for uh, in-seat serving. So I ordered... Well, only one of them would adhere to the strict diet you've been on for the last 24 hours. So I ordered a cheese pizza. (laughs) And then we ended up at Shakey's. So I don't know if you've ever seen that meme of a really portly Michelangelo the Ninja Turtle (laughs) where he's got tears in his eyes and he says, pizza destroyed my life. That's how I feel right now. All right, so let's get into a little bit of soccer. We might as well, considering we're an LAFC podcast. 15 minutes and we've not even touched the topic. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate you sitting through the first 15 minutes of episode 171 of the most LAFC podcast on earth that will eventually get around to talking about LAFC. We got a quick This Day in LAFC history and then some news and notes around the LAFC world. And of course, then it'll be time for the recap of LAFC and Carson. But let's get into this analyst history, but very quick. On the third, which is today, two years ago in 2019, Walker Zimmerman was nominated for the 2019 MLS Defender of the Year. In case you are curious, this year Nashville has 12 clean sheets, and they sit in second place in the East, five points clear of third and fourth, with 47 points on the season. I'm not sure why I mentioned how Nashville was doing this season. Oh, wait, I know exactly why. I'm just saying. All right, let's get into some news and notes. Philly, 
you and I have got to hang out with a Hall of Famer now. We can now say we got to hang out with Hall of Famer Steve Chirundolo. How awesome is that? That on Saturday, October 2nd, U.S. Men's National Team legend and Las Vegas Lights head coach Steve Chirundolo was inducted into the National Soccer Hall of Fame in addition to a sparkling professional career over in Germany for, if I remember correctly, Philly, it's Hanover 96, right? Is that who he Hanover 96. There you go. Uh, Chirundolo also capped 87 times for the U.S. Men's National Team, including two World Cups. Philly... It's safe to say you and I are Fenerbahce fans, my man. So that's a tough one for me, and uh, there's a reason for it. Okay. So my father is Romanian. Yes. Okay? Yes. So Romania produced a player by the name of George Haji. So for you old-timers, yes. basically people my age and older, George Haji was the Eastern European version of Maradona. Haji was great. Played at Barcelona, played for the Romanian national team, had an epic performance in the United States for the 94 World Cup. And he is a legend yes. for Turkish super giant Galatasaray. Right. So, Fenerbahce's biggest rival. So I sort of, you know, kept an eye on Galatasaray because, well, Haji was there. And Turkey's taken on a lot of Romanian players. Right. So I can't claim that I'm a Fenerbahce fan. I'm certainly not a fan of renting from Avis. But I am a fan <laughs> of Diego Rossi. Yeah, he has had an incredible start to his Fenerbahce career. He has absolutely made a massive impact. He honestly, look, he looks like a different player right now. And, and obviously, he's we, happy. We, we, yeah, we, we know he's why. He's where he wants to be. Right? He's, he was kind of playing with one foot in Europe this season anyway. But even when I think Rossi was at his best over the last couple of years, he's really taken it to a whole nother level now that he's in Turkey. He had assists on both of Fenerbahce's goals in their 2-1 victory over Kasim Pasa. Fenner's first goal was a bit of a lucky deflection, but nothing lucky about the quality of the pass from Rossi. And a great finish on the second goal by Luis Gustavo right before the halftime whistle gave Rossi another assist as Fenerbahce keeps their top spot I gotta in ask the you, Turkish Scar. Super League table. Yes, sir. So we love Diego Rossi. We do. I love that you are highlighting his performance. I am. However. However. <laughs> however. Why are we not talking about Another former LAFC player that plays at Aberdeen. I, you know what? I, it's funny you mentioned that. I thought about, look, maybe I should put in a Christian Ramirez update because he is actually playing very well Yes, over in Aberdeen. And then I realized, I don't think our listeners care about Christian Ramirez. Well, they might care about Andre Horta, and he's playing in the Europa League. He is, as is Diego Rossi. Yes. This is, okay, so. I don't what, care about Andre Horta. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just talking poop right no, now. No, what, what Philly is, is proposing, everybody, and you can let us know how you feel about this on Instagram or Twitter. I mean, you are looking at me with your legs wide open. You might as well just say I'm proposing. With legs wide open. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's the a Defenders whole other different dark. song. <laughs> But no, look, I, I will next next podcast, episode 172, which may not be for like a week or so. We have a Two, little actually. bit of a break. We'll talk about that in, in a little bit after the uh, recap. I'll, I'll do a little Aberdeen recap, and maybe we'll do a little Andre Horta Europa League recap as well. Why not? Let's or go, we can just carry on living our, our lives. There you go. Hey, real quick, speaking of people who just want to carry on living their lives, <laughs> let's get into a Las Vegas Lights update. 
uh, Philly. I didn't think I would have this much fun with this pod. <laughs> Philly, they played and they didn't lose. So let's <laughs> let's start there. On Saturday, October 2nd, the Las Vegas Lights scored three goals, two of which were actually for their own team. Oh, and they okay. drew the Oakland Roots 2-2, <laughs> putting an end to their 10-match losing streak. Yes, not 10-match winless streak. No, no, no. 10-match losing streak, because they're still on a winless streak. Goals for LAFC draft picks Danny Trejo yeah. and CeCe Uche. Yeah. Bookended goals by Oakland, including an own goal by Tony Leone, who not plays for yeah. the Lights. And just for fun, Mohamed Traore picks up a red card, forcing Bravo. the lights to tie the match a while down a man. But you know what, Philly? They, they didn't lose. So there you go. That's, uh, There's your glass half full perspective. Right? For the, I for mean, the day. why not? That's, that's the end of all of our news and notes. And let's get into the fun that was had 13 miles down the road in Carson, Philly. It is widely known that LAFC has yet to win a match at Dignity Health Sports Park Stub Hub Home Depot Center Incorporated, sponsored by Herbalife. And unfortunately, Philly, here we are four years in, and we have still yet to beat them on their home turf. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. We haven't had a great year, but for the most part, neither have they. Coming into this match, the Galaxy had gone winless. In fact, yeah, winless since August the 14th, in which they did beat Minnesota United 2-1. Eight matches. Eight matches without a win. Conceding goals, not scoring goals. Losing to piss-poor clubs like Austin FC. Not a team that was performing well. And I, and I want to say something, and not because I want to you know, kiss any booty or anything like that, but Vince LaRosa, early yes. on in the season, yes. happened to make the comment about the Galaxy not being able to sustain the type of performance that they have been and keeping themselves in a top three or four position due to the fact that Jonathan Bond was getting peppered left and right and then conceding as many goals. Yes. In fact... There is only one club that concedes more goals than the Galaxy coming into this matchup, and that was FC Dallas. And I think there were two other clubs that they were tied with in terms of goals allowed. 44, the Galaxy, a minus six goal differential. A minus six goal differential, yet they are still in the playoff spot. Yeah. Crazy stuff. But today, Scarf, for the Galaxy, it was a rather historic moment. Rather historic in the sense that it was the unveiling of yet another trophy at Dignity Health Sports Park. And by the way... Trophy? By, I'm sorry, not trophy, statue. Ah. I mean, somebody could call the statue a trophy. It could be, you know, thought of that way. Okay. But Landon Donovan, uh-huh. statue unveiling at 2 p.m. And by the way, by the way, that cha- that James Corden episode where they... they, they had messed that, with the Zlatan statue? Well, well, clearly the guy who designed that one designed I mean, the, the Land- David Beckham statue, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clearly the guy who designed that one might have had his hand in the Landon Donovan one because like, I saw it and it's kind of scary looking. <laughs> Look, it's kind of scary looking. I mean, I thought you were saying that history was made because they actually pretty much almost sold out Dignity Health Sports Park for today's game and they haven't been able to sell tickets. Left or 8, right. 8,000 season ticket holders. Yeah, far we fewer. We have 18,000 yeah, season ticket holders. Far fewer than LAFC. No, but look, Landon Donovan was there in the building. He, here's the thing. I was actually at the, the David Beckham statue unveiling. As was I. And I didn't feel like it took two hours 
two hours and 15 minutes or whatever it was that this ceremony took. I mean, my God, it started at like 2 or 2.30, and I don't think it ended until like 20 minutes before kickoff. Jesus, what were they doing? They talking. They just kept talking and talking. I know Don Garber was there, and there were all kinds of like video tributes and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, look, Landon Donovan, easily to me the greatest major league soccer player ever to play, but... Pretty darn good U.S. national team player, too. Scarf, can you... I mean, how could you not, you know, give him kudos for that goal he had against Algeria? No, for sure. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm not here to tout Landon Donovan's accomplishments, so that's for sure. But you know what? It was also fun being able to boo him as he walked around. Uh, oh, the 32-52 certainly booed him at halftime. Yeah, they said some stuff. You know, they were just they were letting them know he they were letting him know that they were there. That's all. It was just a little, it was a little, little. How's your father? I believe, as you would say, it was very cordial. It was. It was very cordial. Uh, Philly. Let's get into the lineups. For this matchup, uh, oh, so frustrating today. I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off first. I'll, I'll go with the visitors first from Carson. I say visitors, but we were actually visitors there, but that's fine. Their manager, Greg Vanny, and the Greg Vanny effect took all of about 15 games to wear off down in Carson. They played very well, played some very inspired football for the first uh, couple of months or so, and now they're they're actually looking even worse than we are, if one can believe that. Goalkeeper Jonathan Bond, former LAFC player Nico, three umlauts Hamalainen. Who are ya? Nick DePew, Sega Koulibaly, Julian, Sega. Sega, Julian Araujo, Ryan Ravellison, Jonathan Dos Santos, Samuel Grancier, Victor Vasquez, Efrain Alvarez, and Chicharito in the 18. Dayan Jovelich, and we'll talk about him a little bit later on. Daniel Steris, Sebastian Legette, the Jamaican O'Neill Fisher, and Sasha Kleschen. Also, by the way, in the 18, but unused, Kevin Cabral. That's, that's kind of an interesting thing. They brought in Kevin to score some goals. He can't score unless he plays. Philly, who, who lined up for the black and gold? Who, indeed. Jamal Blackman starts in between the pipes yet again. Yes. And over the course of two games, I still don't really know what to think. I know there's plenty of people that blame him for the goal that was scored. Yeah. But it's tough to blame a keeper on a 1v1 situation. Anyway, more on that later. Mamadou Fall. Well, taking care of business. More on that later. We had Murdy. We had Farfan. We had Scarf's favorite player. And next jersey. Raheem Edwards. Wait, wait. We can mail him to next Jersey. Is that <laughs> New a place? Jersey. Oh God. Ugh. No, thank you. <laughs> Out of the doghouse. Finally, Latif Blessing, Jose Cifuentes, Chrysostomo, Chrysostomo, Daniel Chrysostomo, Edward Atuesta, who I feel today got. He, I feel like he was like put together via band-aids and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Brian Rodriguez and Chicho Arango, and rather interesting, they set up in what was a, what, a 3-4-1-2, at least according to MLS and ESPN. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the lineups and the things on. change, but that was the story there. Yeah. You said we don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going no, on. No, I, I don't think I don't think any of them knew what was going on with our, our lineup there. Look. Subs, subs, subs. Yeah, who you got on the who you got in the 18? Romero, Harvey, Poncho, Cheeky, Moose, Duke, Ibiaga, Moon, Michi. I, I believe now, Philly, correct me if I'm wrong. Number of saves Jamal Blackman had against Portland. Zero? Goose egg. Number correct. of saves Jamal Blackman would have in today's match. Two goose eggs. Got it. Okay. 
Keeper, I don't think, is the problem. But well, I, I as you said on One More Sleep, you yes. know, goalkeeper controversy, we can't say there's a goal controversy, a goalkeeper controversy when we have a goalkeeper who hasn't made a save in two matches. Right. And Although he is a very physical, she is an imposing physical He, he is tall. Uh, look, stature. I, I, I believe Thomas Romero went like three of his last five games without making a save either. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not like we need these guys to be Jonathan Bond out there. But Philly, let's talk about the dream start. For LAFC in this match. We kick it off, and everything went well for the first 10, 11, 12, even 18 minutes, if you will. And early, and we're talking early yellow to Julian Araujo, followed almost immediately by, stop me if you've heard this before, set-piece brilliance involving Edward Atuesta and Mamadou Fall. I mean, this kid, 18 years old, can jump out of the gym, clearly, and gets to the top of this ball, putting it in the back of the net on the right side of the goal. 11 minutes in, Philly. We are up one nothing off of the third goal of Mamadou Fall's young career. <sighs> Brian Rodriguez with two goals on the season, right? Just want to make sure there. Okay, Mamadou Fall with his third goal of the season. And then, Philly, another early yellow for Samuel Grancier. And... 18 minutes in, we got two of their better players on yellows. We've got the goal, and I'm thinking the snowball has started to roll downhill in Carson. We're up one nothing. Game on. This is going to be our first victory, right? Well, we did have some Air Senegal in the house. We and did. if you want to take a flight to Dakar, Air Senegal would be the way to do it. Mamadou Fall with what a brilliant a, header. And what a great picture. Too, oh, yeah. Imad. Oh, my God. Without a doubt. I mean, he headed that on the upper right-handed corner of the post. Jonathan Bond did not have a chance. But Scarf. Yeah. We've said this time and time again. Uh-huh. History has a tendency to repeat itself, uh-huh. and there is no way you can get comfortable with an LAFC lead. No. In fact, if you caught the tweet from Angels on Parade, <laughs> they said, hey, this is great. Now all LAFC need in order to secure a victory is another seven or eight more goals. <laughs> and by all means, they were absolutely right. Yeah, Gren Sear, he got a yellow card. There was a hard takedown yeah. on Raheem Edwards. But clearly, Grand Seer wasn't phased by it because, well, due to a defensive lap, a defensive lapse of judgment by LAFC and Mamadou Fall, Fall gambled trying to slide to make a play. Yeah. Jamal Blackman comes off his line, and having just earned a yellow card about 60 seconds prior, Grand Seer ties the freaking game one to one. We're 20 minutes in, and already there's more drama than I would like in a normal football match. But of course. <laughs> Well, the drama it's, wasn't on the pitch today, my friend. No, it was definitely off it. But look, it wouldn't be the L.A. Derby if there wasn't some drama, right? This has consistently lived up to its billing as the marquee matchup in Major League Soccer. Little do we know that after 20 minutes, we'd be done with the scoring in the match. It was all over but the shouting, and oh, there was a lot of shouting Especially in the 22nd minute as I yell at Raheem Edwards for picking up a yellow card. And look, let's flash forward to the 35th minute where, look, I, I felt badly because I don't, I don't swear often. I, I don't. I don't swear often when I'm in public. At least on the air he doesn't swear I often. swore often 
in the 35th minute when I thought Raheem Edwards had just picked up a red card. I thought when Raheem Edwards made that takedown to the right of the box, that, oh, that's it. Wait, on Chicha? When Chicha was animated, jumping up and down like a screaming little uh, you-know-what? It was a bad takedown. He he turned him. He absolutely turned him on that second takedown. And I thought if he just got a yellow for, for the last foul that he committed, he's absolutely gotten a red. And somehow, somehow that head referee decided, you know what, I don't want any of that smoke coming from the 3252 over there. Hmm. I don't want any of it directed my way. So he brought over Raheem, and he said very sternly, okay, listen, man, like, hey, you shouldn't be playing here right now. And then (laughs) You shouldn't be playing in the league, And then Edward Atuesta went over to him and said, you shouldn't be playing here right now, but for two totally different reasons. One, the referee didn't want to throw him out, and two, Edward Atuesta wanted to throw him out. So... I just, yeah, that's the vibe you got? That's a little bit. I mean, you were a lot closer to it. I was on the other side of the play, but that's really what you thought? Edward oh. was pissed? I mean, Edward was pissed at Edwards? Edward was super pissed after it because he knew that should have been a red card. Absolutely knew they should be down to 10 men. And I know all he's saying to Raheem is, stay your butt on this pitch for 10 more minutes so we can sub you out at the half. That's all that they wanted was to be able to get in the half. And by the way... As it was at the half, they, they subbed them that. out. But there were a lot of yellow cards in that there first were half. So many yellow cards in the first half. Carson and most got like of them, three. I was going to say most of them went Carson's way. Philly, I- I'm going to take it back. And someone out there who knows more soccer than I do, which would be most of you that listen to the podcast, because look, while I love this sport and while I love this club, I'm not as nearly well versed in a lifetime of soccer experience playing. He says and that he's such a modest mother. I, I, but I, here's what I want to know. I'm going to bring it back to a basketball thing that Philly and I are both far more familiar with this here. If you get the team's big man in trouble with two fouls before the first half, you go right at him to get that third to get him out of the game. In the fourth quarter, if he's got four or five fouls on him, you go at him because you know they can't pick up their fifth or sixth. Why is it that I felt like instead of operating in some 1v1 spaces and trying to get a couple of these guys that are already on yellows in trouble – we seem to be going away from all of them and seem to develop some offensive tendencies that would lead me to believe that nobody was on a yellow. I have no idea why you don't just go at a guy if he's on a yellow. I, I'm, I'm not smart enough to tell you why we didn't do that. Perhaps they were suffering from a case of the dumb. Uh, so halftime 1-1 Philly in, look, it was a fun first half. No, it was exciting. Without a doubt, it was action-packed. Both fan bases, both supporter groups uh, got their fair share of excitement. It's not the kind of excitement we would have wanted. We would have preferred going into the half with a one nothing lead. Yeah. It was great, and that was the way that LAFC needed to come out. LAFC not having won in Dignity Health Sports Park, not having won in several games, scoring early, really good for the confidence. Unfortunately, they gambled, and even though he scored the first goal of the game, Scarf, yeah. Fall did make a gamble that didn't pay off. And as a result of that, Grand Seer had a really easy shot at Blackman. So I don't want to fault the kid because had he made the play, it would have been great. But he slid, he gambled, and we got and we we got crushed and punished by it. Look, we, we mentioned it before when we were talking about him. He is 18, and this is his first professional experience for the most part. I mean, I think he had a cup of coffee with the lights for a minute or two. But this is his first professional experience, and we are asking him to do so many different things out there. This 18-year-old kid to score goals, to man mark, to he was playing, 
He was playing right back, I think, in one of our games just a couple of games ago. We're asking this kid to do a lot. And again, how great would it be if he's able to learn under the tutelage of someone like Eddie Segura, which I guess he might have been able to do now at practices because Eddie is at least around the team. He's not on the pitch doing anything right now. But for everything we do ask this 18-year-old kid to do, there are bound to be some bumps and bruises. And that was certainly one there, Philly. 1-1 going into the half. And thank God after the half, Raheem comes off for Cheeky Palacios. And Daniel Chrysostomo comes off for Pancho Ginella. And, and I want to say this, in 45 minutes, I think Pancho had some of the best performances of anybody out there. Almost scored a goal. And gold. Yeah, I loved Pancho today. I thought he did all those little things that we need him to do. For, I just think he matches up well. I just don't understand yes. why Chrysostomo, Chrysostomo, Jesus, somebody please tell us how. Daniel, I know you listen to the pod. Please somebody tell us how to say your freaking last name. Yes. I've heard far too many renditions of it. But it kind of blows my mind still that they would start him over Poncho. Yeah. Poncho, they're paying an awful lot of money. They paid an awful lot of money for him. His salary is on the upper echelon of that of it LAFC. Is. Okay? He, he really wasn't a factor at all over the course of the beginning of the season. But look, why not try to get what you're, what, what you're, something out of your investment? If you would have put that much money in this kid's pocket, there has to have been some kind of faith somewhere down the line. And, I mean, Poncho actually came in and, and played as if he was that half-a-million-dollar yeah. man today. Again, almost scoring. But it still blows my mind that we have a kid earning fifty-seven, sixty thousand a year would start over a kid making a half-a-million dollars. Yeah. In terms of ROI, in terms of investment, dude, you're looking at, I don't know, maybe a mid-cap value stock versus a small-cap growth stock. I get the return, but at the same time, your mid-cap's worth a bit more than your small is. After the podcast, do me a favor and explain any and all of those words that you just used for me. Thanks. So, 46 <laughs> minute, Chicho Arango, he, he gets a nice shot off. And look, I, I'm going to scroll down to my notes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what I was going to say at the end of the second half recap right now. And then we can go through a couple of other moments that I want to make sure we highlight, right? But here's the honest truth about the second half, Philly. We didn't really threaten that often. No. And when we did, nothing materialized. Yeah, we made Bond make five saves, right? And that's going to look like a lot. But were any of those saves difficult at all? Look, No, Latif shot right to him. Chicho shot right several, to him. Several, right? And the two best chances Moose of the half. shot right to him, I yeah, think, at some point. The, the two best chances of the half were not by the black and gold. We'll get into those in a second. If you're expecting us to talk about a second half in which LAFC played with some desperation... Because if we could find that goal and then just maybe park a bus or two or the 13 that the 3252 brought down from Bank of California Stadium, 13 buses, you guys. Incredible showing. I was up there the whole 600 time. 600 plus people it was in Section 228. I was there. I, was, I am still covered in some of the beer, and I still smell like flair. <laughs> Nina got a lot of flair. Nina accidentally had one burned on her. But you know what? She's okay. We, we put some Neosporin on it, you know, with a little, little tussle. That's what happens when you get a brand new tattoo. There you, <laughs> there you go. So, look, it's really frustrating going through the second half. Because the first half was at least fun to watch, and there was action on both sides. I was really disappointed with the second-half performance of LAFC. Let's talk real quick. In the 55th minute, a player who I, I watch quite a bit now because of, of your interest in this player as well, Dayan Jovelic, who comes on for Victor Vasquez, who, by the way, made that incredible pass on yeah. the Samuel Grancier goal. Great yeah, pass by that's Vasquez. True. 
Vasquez was all right. Can we, can we right. talk just for a second? Small segue, since I don't want to talk much about the second half anymore. Uh, Jovelich's former club would be Eintracht Frankfurt, and your Eintracht Frankfurt club, Philly, huge win, by the way, over the weekend. Yeah, huge win against Bavarian Giants Bayern Munich. Yeah. Our good friend, Joseph Zacker over at Heart of LAFC, big Bayern Munich fan. Actually, a lot of members of my family are big Bayern Munich fans. So for those of you who don't know, my mother's side of the family immigrated from Eastern Europe to New York, my father's to, to Germany. And so everybody there is a Bayern Munich fan. But having spent four years in Frankfurt, how the hell could I root for for uh, for Bayern? It was Eintracht. <laughs> and Eintracht, dude, after being down 1-0, come yep. back to win 2-1. Yep. Eintracht, the Adler. Man, what a great freaking win for That's them. That's pretty cool, right? Uh, you would love that arena. You would love that supporters would, group. I'm track Frankfurt, one of like their supporters group, creating some amazing tifos that I'm sure you've seen on social media. Yeah, no, look, I would love to do a, a whole Bundesliga tour. I mean, oh, we would have the time of our lives. Alfonso dude. Davies, one of my favorite players on the planet. Borussia Dortmund, who we were lucky oh. enough to see at Bank of California Stadium. We, we saw Jaden Sancho and, and, and all those guys. And we didn't even appreciate it at the time. That's no. the beauty of this. We've seen a lot. Well, because it was all about Pulisic at the time, right? That was, that was we, it. We've seen so much talent. And, and we're in, what, maybe the 14th best league in the world? Right. We've seen, <laughs> we've seen so much unbelievable talent. We've been blessed with the yeah. amount of players that we have gotten to see living in L.A. Absolutely. No, you're, you're right. Uh, one of those players that we were blessed to see, the is Nick DePew. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, he almost put his stink I, on the game. I mean, talk about dodging a bullet Pepe for DePew. sure. He, he tried his... <laughs> Philly made himself laugh right over here, by the way. He tried his best Mamadou Fall impersonation, but his header glances off the crossbar. We were beat on that play. It oh, yeah, that was 2-1 that right there. Yep, should have been 2-1. Uh, Kim Moon-Wan coming on for Edward Atsuesta in the 63rd minute as Edward, you know, people were like, wait, why is Kim Moon-Wan coming in for... The dude hasn't been healthy for like... I mean, he hurt his shoulder. Right. I mean, we were joking that he's put together by string coming into this matchup. He's totally bandaged. Yeah. He's been so, beaten up this year. Uh, good on Edward Atsuesta for the 63 minutes of a performance that we got from him. And Philly, man, I was so excited for you because I could see the headline writing itself. The Moose, loose in Carson... You know, whatever it is that Philly was going to rhyme with moose and loose, and, and it would have been a lot of ooses, and unfortunately, Danny couldn't get on the end of anything, but he did come into the match in the 67th minute. Yeah, the moose came Brian. loose. Unfortunately, the match ended in a truce. Well, hey, there it <laughs> hey, is. Hey, there we go. And, and look, I, I do want to say I think that Greg Vanny really took control of the game with the subs that he made. Let's start in the giggity 69th minute first with Daniel Starez, or excuse me, Sebastian Legette and O'Neill Fisher, and then Daniel Starez and Sasha Kleschen in the 77th. I, I really thought it swung the momentum back to Carson for the entire rest of the second half. And right after the subs, Legette gets on the other end of a header, which I, I watched this almost goal now over and over and over and over and over again. And I watched Jamal Blackman's footwork, and I did not know he was wearing ice skates. Uh, when I when you watch his footwork on this, he came all the way up and then went all the way back and then realized it couldn't go to the right, so he just stopped and turned and looked. Thank God that ball hit the post. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, it was one heck of a header. And another scary moment. Uh, <sighs> Legette was a part of that with Jonah. Yeah. I think it was Jonah who set up Legette. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Jonah, Jonah, Jonathan Dos Santos set up Legette. 
And yeah, Blackman was, uh, I guess, a stone for lack of a better term. It like, was bad. Look at his footwork. You, you mentioned like the uh, the skating and all that other stuff. Like I, it, it summoned like images of the character Goldberg from the movie Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we, we that was three one right there. Yeah, three. That was three one, and we got lucky that Legette didn't come in. Legette's, I mean, he's had a great run of form. He's performed. Some, spectacularly well for the U.S. men's national team. Yep. As much as I hate the boy, the boy's not an awful player. He's actually quite not, he's quite good, and he's not a bad player to watch. He's he's quite talented. Thank God he didn't puncture LAFC's tie. Uh, thank God. Yeah, you know, we got outplayed. We got outplayed in the second half. We got outplayed over the final 20, 30 minutes. And, and yeah, oh, we made him make five saves, but none of them were hard. We... I don't even know if we could. I think we both would have been able to make those saves. Honestly, and I'm not saying that to disparage Jamal Blackman, or excuse me, uh, Jonathan Bond at all. We just also could have made those saves. They, they weren't really, they weren't put in spots that created any danger whatsoever. However, Philly, if you don't mind, I know that the scotch glass that I have been drinking has been getting a little less full as we've been going on. Yeah, mine too. But, the glass half full perspective is this. We came into the match four points out of a playoff spot. We leave the match four, <laughs> four points, points out, out of a, a playoff, playoff spot. spot. Now, look, we know, right? Every match we give up, a la the Los Angeles Dodgers, just puts you farther and farther away from your goal or makes it super tough. And unfortunately, what we found this, we from, found out today from the Dodgers, right? They finish a game back of the Giants because all it took was one game out of 162 in a season that could have gone differently their way, and that would have changed their fate. Well, for us, we might be looking back at this lead loss, the one nothing lead lost now to 1-1. We might be looking back at, oh, I don't know, about seven or eight other matches this season as, God, we came Seven so for sure, because that's how many ties we have. Right? And, and, you know, we might look back on it and go, God, if just one point would have flipped our way because we're four points back right now with very few games Left to play, LAFC still sitting in ninth place, 34 points, one ahead of 10th place, San Jose, and we are three points behind, we're three points behind the Vancouver Whitecaps, who fired their coach in the middle of the season and have now turned things around on 37 points. Minnesota is above the playoff line on 38 points, and Galaxy and Salt Lake are sixth and fifth, tied with 39 points. The crazy thing is we are five points away from fifth. Five points away from fifth. And it's, it has not been a charmed season. No, it hasn't. And, and, and for that remark right there, the fact that we are so darn close to even being in fifth place, a lot of people get on us for not wanting to you know, join or share, team, yeah. to share their sentiments about Bob out and, and, and just wipe out the whole team. I don't believe in wiping things out unless it's truly over. Right. And like you said, as crazy and as stupid as this may sound, it really isn't over. So why blow the ship up right now and worry about next season when this season is still very much alive? Look, this isn't a team that's going to go far in MLS playoffs. But we might as well just ride it out and see what happens. For the Bob Out crowd... His contract is done at the conclusion of the season. And don't be surprised when he ends up on the Chicago fire. And honestly, don't be surprised if he ends up turning their fortunes around. I'm pretty sure he will. 
But, you know, people make those comments. Oh, well, you know, we've stayed on the Bob Inn bandwagon for quite a while, and I got to tell you, it's getting, uh, it's getting a little lonely a little up lonely. on this, in this position. Not as lonely as the Brian Rodriguez fan club, by the way. Yeah, no, that's true. But the, the boys still have a shot at making the playoffs. Yes. They're not mathematically out. If they were, then we'd join all of you on the Bob out wagon. But bottom line is there's still an opportunity for them to make the postseason despite having only won nine flipping games this year, losing 12 and tying seven. So that, folks, is why Scarf and I aren't about to blow up the ship. Why? Because we want to see this thing ridden out. If it doesn't happen, then we join y'all across that line. But for the time being, we're not. Because it's popular to say Bob out, we're not following that trend. We're following what we think is legitimate, and that is LAFC shot legitimately at making the playoffs. Yeah. That's why we are not sharing the negative sentiment that a lot of you have. Yeah, and look, if we're going to get to the playoffs, we've got to get healthy. We've got to get fully healthy. And now look, we know that Eddie Segura is not walking through that door anytime soon, but there is the possibility that Tristan Blackman could come back. There is a possibility that Carlos Vela could be back. And I couldn't think of a better time for this club to have 13 days off due to an international break than for it to come right now. It's certainly not disrupting our momentum. (laughs) We may have a few players go on international duty, but there is a chance that this 13-day break could, could be everything we need to work on whatever it is that we need to work on in training and to get these boys on the same page for the final push. We will definitely need the break as we, in October, to close out October, Philly, will be playing four games in 11 days. All the more reason why we need this break. Oh, my God. So San Jose comes to the bank on the 16th, followed by road matches in Frisco, Texas, against Dallas on the 20th. We can't beat Dallas. We might as well pack it in. I'm with you. And Minnesota against the fighting Tyler Millers on the 23rd. And then here's the tough one. If we can get points from this matchup, coming home to face Seattle, just three days removed from playing in Allianz Field in Minnesota, we will play at Bank of California Stadium and take on Seattle. They may still have everything left to play for. Hopefully, maybe they've extended their lead in the West a little bit. Maybe they rest a couple of guys, play. Nah, they're going to want to stick it to LAFC, that's for sure. And who knows, Philly? Once we hit November with those two matches that we've got, could our fate really come down to the decision day matchup with Mark Anthony Kay and Stephen Betashore and the Colorado Rapids? And then, by the way, Philly, right after those matches that we're talking about, I believe it's time to get furious. Ooh, I like what you did there. Yeah. You're right. So I call my first game for Ontario this season, November 30th. There you go. But then December 15th, the indoor soccer season starts. So for those of you who are curious about indoor soccer or want to check out a game, indoor soccer is freaking cool, folks. Freaking cool. I am the play-by-play guy along with Jonathan Reimer, who is the color guy, uh, the color commentator, that is, uh, for the Ontario Fury. And Panda is the sideline reporter. I know you can't wait yes. for the Ontario Fury. You have a good time. Despite 
the drive <laughs> out there. You gotta admit, a game at Toyota Arena is a pretty good. It's it's a lot of fun. It's, Look, there's far worse ways to spend your afternoon and spend your money. There are far better ways to spend my Friday night sitting in traffic in my covered wagon going from Culver City to Ontario. But on days where it is not a three-hour drive, because I'm actually not kidding. A three-hour drive. I, I Google mapped it from the school I work at in Culver City, because Philly so graciously invited me to SmackDown that they're taping out there at the Toyota Arena in Ontario. He invited me to SmackDown. I really so like it out there. I, I don't get off of work until 4 o'clock on Friday. And SmackDown the doors starts at 4. Starts, well, you told me it was like 4.45. Well, 3.45, they open doors. Okay, so 4.45, the show starts. If I left at 4, it said I would get there at 6.52. Yeah, yeah, not worth it. I, I would miss it. I think the show ends at 6.53. So that would be rough for me to make it out there. But, guys, for all of you out in the Inland Empire... The, in, the Inland Element, the Empire Boys, uh, we know you guys listen. You got to check these guys out. It's actually a lot of fun. I've been in the building to see a lot of really cool things and to meet a lot of really cool people. It's, it's fun times. So if you have a chance, and we'll talk about this as the season comes a little if bit. If you want to learn more, check out Striking Fury, the official podcast of the Ontario Fury, which happens to be run by yours truly, Christian Philly Philemon, and my wife, Amanda the Panda Philemon. There you go. So With special guest, Jonathan Reimer. Yeah. And uh, you know what, Philly? Yeah, brother. Like they said in Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. Well, one thing we want to address. You mentioned the international break. Let's quickly mention the fact that, look, we're losing a couple of players yes. on international duty. One okay. being Brian Rodriguez, who will be featuring with Uruguay. And he's got three matches to keep an eye out for. On October the 7th, Scarf, uh, yes. Uruguay's playing Colombia. On October the 10th, Uruguay's playing Argentina. And October the 14th, Uruguay's playing Brazil. So that's going to be Brian Rodriguez's schedule. Yeah. Cheeky Palacios. Yep. Same days, October 7th, 10th, the 14th. Ecuador versus Bolivia on the 7th versus Venezuela on the 10th and versus Colombia on the 14th. So I don't know, based on protocol and all that other stuff, I'm not sure if we're going to have them ready. No. For our matchup against San Jose. On the 16th? No. I, so I think... it would be too close. I don't know if they would clear protocol, but either way, if they played Scarf, probably not a good idea that they would play two games in a no, row back-to-back -back like that. And especially, look, I think if they're vaccinated and they have like a negative test. <laughs> the funny they, thing is they both did have COVID, didn't they? I, yeah, I think they both I did. I know Raito did. I'm pretty sure Cheeky did no, too. No, I, I think, I mean, look, I don't want to speculate if it's not true, but either way. If we're wrong, we're wrong, and we sincerely apologize. Yeah, I, I think, though, that both are going to have to quarantine. And look, we have the game on the 16th, but then we've got that game on the 20th. That's against game. Dallas. Oh, I mean, okay. Well, that <laughs> we need all the help we can get this season. It, it really doesn't matter who we play. But you know what, Ricardo Pepe, baby. W wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be just poetic justice if another monkey wrench thrown into this is that international duty keeps two of our better players from playing? Sure, why not? Let's yeah. just let's just make it a completely uphill climb Ugh, in snowshoes. It seems like. All right. <laughs> well, look. Episode 171, we had a lot of fun at the beginning. Thank you for sticking around. We tried to mostly talk about soccer towards the end of the podcast. We know it took us 15, 16 minutes to get into soccer. Your fault, not mine. I will take the blame for it. I saw a bunch of large naked men over the weekend. Sumo wrestling. And you know how we like to end all of our No, podcasts. no, no. You got you to gotta leave the millions, and millions with somewhat more of a pleasant 
image than that. Should I talk about the greatest living American? All right. And on that note, this is how we end the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.